Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nerd Radio. I'm your host, Nick. Here with me today is my co-host, Nate. And this is going to be the revitalized version of kind of Nerd to the Third, Nerd Radio. You know, we wanted to keep going with Nerd Radio and our various podcasts that we had, like Zomcast and stuff like that. But it wasn't really working with scheduling and everything, so it just kind of... But, you know, me and Nate, we're going to be doing this basically on the weeks that we aren't also doing Hubcast, so it kind of works out this way. So you're getting us, you're getting the Nick and Nate, Nick and Nate, it's always great with Nick and Nate, Nick and Nate. I'm Nate. <laughs> so you're getting your, your classic Nick and Nate. So uh, we're going to, so <laughs> I decided to change, uh, tell me how you know, uh, how you like this, but this is Nerd Radio. So you nerds have some homework to do. Go to TX3 Productions on Twitter. You can find our Discord pinned to the top there or in the description down below. Make sure to check out our Instagram where our boy Adam is doing really good with his... uh, He's just doing really good. Anyways, that one's ThreadX3 Productions. And then ThreadX3 Productions on YouTube where I might say that I'm doing pretty good with some of the YouTube stuff there. We have one called It's Free, So Why the Hell Not? Um, We're going to have another one where Nick Goes Retro. Um, And then I'm going to be also doing some like movie stuff pretty soon here. So we have some some good projects coming up in the next couple weeks so go check us out on youtube as well but first let's just go ahead and get into it this week in nerd All right, so this is where we're going to talk about some headlines, some some of the major stories of the week. I feel like one of the biggest one, like gaming wise, is Final Fantasy VII. You finally get a pre order that shit. I mean, you're super excited about it. It's one of those that I haven't made the decision yet if I'm going to do it because, like, did you grow I'm, up on the FFs? V-I-I. <laughs> so it's one of those things I did. I did. I did grow up on Final Fantasy in a very cursor, 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 cursorily way. And uh, I say that because I, I can remember playing games similar to that, like growing up, but I didn't know they were Final Fantasy-esque. Like, you remember the um, Mega Man 3D game on the 64? Oh, you're talking about Mega Man Legends? It's the first one that was 3D. Right. Okay. So it probably was Legends. But I, I remember yeah. it, I don't have And then I remember s- seeing some stuff that was similar to it, but like I never played myself Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. uh, or really any of them. The only thing anywhere close to it that I have played is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Which I mean the closest the closest thing to that would be like Final Fantasy 15. As far as like the way the combat works, right? Know, it's not turn based. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is back in the day where you had um, active time something. I can't remember the actual like active time battles. Yeah, I can't remember. The, I think that's it. But um, but yeah, it's like you. It it was turn based, but also if you took too long, the enemies could attack you essentially. So I really don't like how my mic has to be set up. Like, I basically have to, like, make love to it and just be like, 
Hey, everybody. Anyways, um, but yeah, like the one thing I was worried about when 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 it was finally finally said that it was going to be an actual thing because obviously ever since the PlayStation 3's like reveal everyone's like oh well they're remaking Final Fantasy 7 even though that was like just a a concept or something and so eventually they're like oh I guess we should remake it like what 50 freaking years later anyways so when they finally um, revealed that they were going to actually make it or whatever like I was like Oh yes, oh yes. But then like um the nostalgia glasses came off and I'm like, wait, like having to do an active time system after so many years of not having to do that is gonna be really freaking weird. Because like I'm thinking about it, it's like it would be the equivalent of you know, playing Call of Duty, for instance, and you press L two or right or left trigger for your Xbox guys. Um, you press that, and then three seconds later, you aim in. You press fire, and then three seconds later, you actually fire. You know what I mean? Like, that's the equivalent right. of, like, a turn-based system like that. Because we're so used to, like, even, like, Final Fantasy twelve, for instance, it was still kind of turn-based in a way, but, like, you could move around while, while you were, you know, like... And so you had to wait to attack... But it was still quick enough where it felt it wasn't like I'm going to mash this button 8000 times and do this awesome combo. But at the same time, it was just a lot more fluid. And then especially Final Fantasy 15 being not only just such a god awful Final Fantasy. I mean, really, (laughs) I didn't like it. No, but it was huge. It was very beautiful and the combat system is the best thing about it pretty much um but like being spoiled with those type of games for so long it seems like to suddenly have to go back to a system where it's like click this wait 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 attack you know what i mean like that just did not appeal to me whatsoever so then i was just so freaking happy when it turned out yeah they're gonna be using a similar system to final fantasy 15 i'm like okay okay get hyped let's do it march 3rd pre-order it now boom and then another real big story of the week i would say would actually be joker is like getting some oscar buzz yeah, like big, big time. Now, it's getting a lot of praise, but what's interesting is it's also getting a lot of concern. Like, there's a lot of people, and I don't know if you've read any of the reviews, but there's a lot of people who are who have seen the movie and who are saying stuff like, hey, this movie is a phenomenal movie, but we're worried about the impact on what it have on my on certain people. Because it's basically from from – from my understanding of the film it's so it's such an intimate story about this guy named arthur who because of the way society has either pushed him down or the way society is in that world it's caused him like people i think people are concerned that incels and people of that kind of class might see this as like a oh i can be that you know kind of like a okay and so like it's one of those that people are like, it's that intimate and that like real of a story that it has the potential to do that to some people. And mm-hmm. it makes me want to see it even more. I understand their concern, but I'm like, dude, if, if Joaquin, bless you. Thank you. If he puts on that 
good of a performance that like people are saying, then it's one of those, this might be our second coming of, uh, Giggity. like, <laughs> well, I was thinking of second coming of like Jesus. So that's sacrilege. I think what you just said, <laughs> um, <laughs> but of it, uh, like a second coming of Joker, right. like of jokers, we weren't expecting to just knock it out of the park. That's my hope. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always kind of just been on the fence about the Joaquin. Bless you. <laughs> I've always been kind of on the fence about him, but I've always held to the standard that he's a really good actor. So, the like, okay. So my argument has always been people were saying he was going to be the best Joker before actually seeing anything. They just saw a couple of trailers, and I just right. like gathering from what I saw in the trailer, I honestly didn't see what people were seeing. Now, some of the later trailers, yeah, okay, I started to see, okay, yeah, I see where they're coming from, I see what they mean, but it's just like going off of that first trailer always just like pissed me off because it was like, guys, just let's hold on a second, you know, because I just hate that reactionary. And now it's like, it honestly doesn't surprise me. Like, if you base off of what... you! silence that silence your cell phones please um but like if you base it off of just his last couple years of you know work then yeah like it does not surprise me at all that he did such a great job i think what surprises me is rather the fact that um that that it's like oscar buzz for a hero movie you know what I mean? Because it's like, right. that's the kind of thing that you don't normally see, you know? And it also kind of makes me a little bit bitter, 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 bigger. <laughs> yeah, bigger. Because, and I mean, like, I'm going to bring this up until the end of time. But my man, Hugh Jackman, got, got like mad props for his stupid singing and dancing movie the same year that Logan came out. And like, I feel like. As far as like Oscars are concerned, I feel like his performance was just as good. And it's just like, well, this one has the prim and proper, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. Bless you. And then it also has like the director and it has like, it has pretty stuff. So, you know, this means so much more or whatever. So. Well, no, I don't think it's that. I think that the way that they're touting this movie is not a comic book movie that it's, it's a real story, a real cinematic story right? based around a bait, like not loosely, but with inspiration from a character from a comic book. Whereas Logan, like that's why I think this is getting more Oscar praise is because like for some stupid reason, the people in the Academy, like they can see that and be like, Oh, you know, it drew, drew inspiration and like, Oh, this is, this is wonderful and caring more about the material itself rather than what it was based on. Mm-hmm. Whereas Logan was classified as a, as a comic movie, comic book movie. And they're still like, Oh, comic book movies, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of those, but I get what you're saying. Like Logan is, but oh my god it's so and it's one of those things if you grew up with that character like Mm. i can still remember going to see x1 Mm -hmm. and like you literally have lived with this it's the same thing with disney and pixar Mm -hmm. like they had when they like toy story 2 came out i think in like 99 and they had uh toy story 3 monsters university all these movies that were sequels that came out around the time the kids who grew up with those were going to college, were mm-hmm. going, were growing up. And that's what they were about. So I think that Logan kind of had a similar feeling. Cause it's like, we grew up with this character. Like we're adults now and we're watching his conclusion. 
Right, right. Oh, man. I'm just... I don't know. And you know, I'm definitely going to be the cynical person here. And I'm going to point out that it's like after knowing how the Oscars and the Golden Globes actually work, like, like it essentially just means that Joker has enough money to throw at people so that they actually consider him. I mean, that's really all it's about because... I mean, that's that you're not wrong because Fox probably didn't have as much... I mean, they had a lot of money, mm-hmm. but... I, I, I can get what you're saying there. The X-Men franchise is already struggling. They couldn't waste any more money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So speaking of franchises, Borderlands 3 is coming out. Uh, I mean, by the time this is out, either today or tomorrow, like, depending on how long we're able to you know, turn this around. But Borderlands 3 is coming out, and there's already been a couple of people who have reviewed it. Um, and there's definitely... Like, it, my thing is there's definitely some glaring omissions, especially if you kind of go to, like, someone like Jim, Jim Sterling or you go to somebody who's actually, like, critical of a medium rather than just, like, oh, yes, this game is awesome. Because, like, there's definitely some, like, behind-the-scenes crap that's just, like, wait a second. Like, can can we talk about this? Like, I mean, first off, it was sent to, like, maybe seven reviewers. And, of course, those seven were, like, trusted people quote-unquote trusted people so they were going to give the most gushy reviews or whatever which i think if you're gonna have a review junket you need you need the everyman because the moment ign GameSpot, polygon kotaku any of these like big franchises get brought into the conversation, you automatically have people talking about how, well, they were bought off. Well, they were paid, you know, and no matter what, like there's always this air of, even though like it's been disproven so many freaking times, you know, and if the game's bad, it's freaking bad. And they, and they, they show that it's just for me, like I, I do not like the idea of them just giving it to outlets and then those outlets are only a certain number of them, not just all of them. Especially when you have YouTubers and Twitch people out there, when you have those kind of people who like their channel is dedicated to Borderlands. Like why wouldn't you want those people to see your thing? To me, I feel like that's really telling. Yeah. I want to play. I want to play a little game with you, Nick. Short little game. Let's play a game. I'm going to read a couple of review headlines, and I want you to guess what site they came from. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's time to play. <laughs> Who reviewed this slock? Okay. Okay. Borderlands Three review. Third times a chore. Ooh. That's the head. That's the whole headline. That's the whole head. Oh. No, the, the subline or the byline is when punk rock is played by dentists. <laughs> oh man! Oh wow! Um, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say like Kotaku or something like that. Nope. Ah, oh, dang it! All right, I'll get. What's, two, two, what's I'll the get other worst one? Yeah, you, you, get, you get another try. Yep, that's ah, Polygon. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm like, and oh. so. It's like so, it has to be one of those pretentious sites because like IGN can be pretentious sometimes, but just not as bad. Oh my god! Yeah, so I really wanted you to—I really wanted you to just see if you could guess which one that was because the other ones actually aren't 
te- like the ones when you have from Game Informer, GameSpot, IGN, they're actually pretty decent. The only other one that was really negative was from PC Gamer. Oh yeah, I heard and about that one. It's a it's it's byline is bad joke clash. Bad jokes clash with great guns and a looter shooter lost in time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like you were saying, like pretty much IGN gave it a nine. I know yeah. that for a fact, and they really enjoyed it. And you know, PC Gamer gave it a sixty-three. What I thought was interesting was Kotaku really only talked about Borderlands Three review situation, <laughs> yeah. like what's going on with it. So that's yeah. And I mean, cool. that's that's the funny thing is that Kotaku is the only one with the guts to basically stand out and say, you know, now hold on a second, <laughs> this is kind of weird. And not only that, but then, I mean, out of all the f- people. <laughs> Kotaku like we can give them crap all day but at the same time there is a layer of like integrity when it comes to a lot of their stuff because they're the only ones that are really pointing that out and I feel like I mean I haven't read every single article um, but I feel like Kotaku is also the only one that brings up the crashes brings up the stability of the game because you don't really hear mention of that in the IGN review you don't hear mention of that in most of the other reviews when it comes about that stuff not only that but you also don't hear mention of the fact that instead of getting like a debugged copy or a retail copy of the game they had to sign into an epic account that already had the game unlocked for them that's that's super shady at least in my opinion yeah um (sighs) It's one of those things, like, I think the consensus that I've seen with a lot of people is is what we see a lot of times with Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. where you've got people, who, like, the critic scores this and the audience scores, like, well, no. And that's kind of been the consensus I've seen is everyone's like, well, it's one of those things. If you love Borderlands, you're going to play it. And and people who love Borderlands say it's really fun. And, like, even, you know, um, IGN, because it's one of those things. I have always wanted to really love Borderlands. <laughs> I tried I tried getting into 2 when it first came out, and I just couldn't do it. I've started again, and I've now fallen in love with it. Like, I really enjoy it. So, Borderlands 3, I was like, eh, am I? But one of the things that I really enjoyed from IGN's review, at least, was them talking about how not only have they made changes to the guns, but also movement. Like, movement's yep. been increased. Yeah. And it just, this game, like, Borderlands 3, I think, feels like the borderlands game i've always wanted that's not like stuck on an old piece of hardware yeah definitely i feel like that's the thing that's at the time it was huge but going back and playing it now like it really does feel dated whereas this yeah yeah is the same core but modern and so i'm really i really think it's one of those that i will pick up when i am not poor (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean this one i'm super excited about just because like yeah like you said the movement like being able to mantle stuff being able to kind of jump and like the way you jump you can melee a barrel and make it go towards somebody and then shoot it like little things like that definitely make it seem really good um my my pause is about the same amount of pause that I would have towards anything in the industry. The treatment of, you know, employees, that's the absolute dickheadedness of the the leader and how, like, there's allegations out there right now about how he basically took $12 million and put it into his own business. Like, 
not into his own pocket, into his own business. So he's investing money that's going towards, like, you know, Borderlands 2 or Borderlands the first one or, you know, anything that Gearbox has done. And he's gone and put it into his own thing. And there was a dis- dis- disposition? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think I think I know what you're saying. Is that the legal term? Like there is a there is a deposition. Deposition. There you go. There we go. Deposition. Anyways, there is a deposition, essentially saying that what he was doing was not illegal, but shady as. Like they were all but saying that what you're doing is effed up, but we can't arrest you for it. That's essentially what the deposition said. And having somebody like that running a team like that really sucks because, on the one hand. There's hundreds of people, like, fighting tooth and nail to get this game out. But on the other hand, you have a dickbag like him running it and treating these people like garbage and running just a really bad company. So what do you do? Because if I don't support Borderlands 3, they get shut down. Which, I mean, it would take a lot more than Borderlands 3 for them to get shut down. But still, like, if I don't support them, they could get shut down. And then those hundreds of people are out of the job. But, but you also, the, those hundreds of people might also get a better job. So it's like, oh! <laughs> but you also see them paving way to get more income coming in. Did you see the deal that they made with Epic? Did you see the commercial for Borderlands 3 coming to Fortnite? No. Yeah, so there was a trailer that came out the other day that Oh, well, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so basically they're they 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 teamed up with them in some way and probably are sh- sharing some kind of revenue, but like they're going to have the Psycho um as a skin and Claptrap as a backpack. Yeah, okay. But also okay. like they're changing. I don't know if it's going to be in this next update of it or if it's just going to be a limited time event like the Avenger stuff, but you're the basically world is going to look like cell shaded like Borderlands yeah. and you can create Borderlands stuff. So it's you see them already trying to branch out and find other forms of revenue and market this game more. So right. and so but then that brings That's us, telling though. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, telling. Yeah, that brings us back to the 12 million that Randy Pitchford took for himself. It's like the people who get the most amount of money are the executives. And that's what that's what really bugs me. You know, it's like I just in this day and age, the fact that crunch and overtime and working for no money is something that's just expected in the industry. It's like we as gamers should expect more from the people that run the companies that we love to play their games. We should expect more because it's like, I think it was Chucklefish was the biggest controversy lately where basically people were working for free and then it was played off as community driven, community driven content. And so then they did the tried and true, like, oh, well, you didn't have to, you know, meet the deadline. But it's like, yeah, but it's heavily implied that if I don't meet the deadline, I can't work with you anymore. So, you know, and the fact that we just live in an industry where Randy Pittsburgh can take $12 million, put it into his own account, essentially, and it not be illegal, and he still gets to sell millions of copies of Borderlands really sucks. Because I'll admit it right now, I'm a hypocrite. Because yes, I am going to buy the game. And I feel so goddamn dirty for even thinking about it. And I hate it. I hate it. I genuinely hate, you know, like, I've, I boycotted uh, Red Dead Redemption. That was 
hard, quote unquote, but not really like I I didn't really ever see anything about it that was like, oh, my God, I have to have this game. And I've boycotted certain other things and it was like pretty much just out of principle or whatever. And then we have this one and it just like I just feel dirty because it's like this is a game that like I can play with my wife. We can have a lot of fun together. And like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I, I think I f- you feel kind of how I feel about playing Black Ops 4 sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Where it's like where it's like I was trying to play something, but I didn't want to play Infinite Warfare, so I hopped back in, and I was having fun. I was like, I feel dirty. I feel dirty. I shouldn't be having fun. Right. And it's just like I couldn't stop for like a like three days. <laughs> I was playing it for like three days in a row. I was like, oh, I feel bad. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just how I feel about Borderlands. And I mean... The fact that right before they release, they also have to start pulling some stuff like this. It's just like, I don't know. Because, I mean, if they're having problems on essential, like, dev kits of the game, what's it going to do when millions of people are trying to jump on at once? You're definitely probably going to have some server issues. I would guarantee that. Yeah. And especially since nowadays, even if you played offline, quote-unquote, you still have to sign on. So it's like you could end up not even being able to play the game on day one or very sparsely being able to play the game on day one just because of server issues. Like, that's just messed up. It's just super messed up. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's a a weird situation because it's like... I, I, I can fully admit that I'm part of the problem because it's like if everybody liked me... See, here's the thing. Here we go. Here's the thing. If all of us banded together and just straight up refused to buy the game just for the first week, doesn't even have to be, doesn't even have to be don't buy the game, period, but just don't buy the game in the first week. If we all banded together and showed them and we had like a big Reddit post or we made something go viral on Twitter or something and be like, this is the reason we're not buying the game. And so then that that headline of 7 million copies sold in the first hours of it coming out, that headline could get turned into 7 million people or only 7 million people bought it because or only 3 million. Let's say that. Let's say only three people or three. Blah, 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 only three million people bought the game because of and then we get brought up or something like that. Like that's all it would take. Like we have to start standing up for our developers because they're the ones that are putting the blood, sweat and tears. They're the ones that have to work such hours and they quote, don't have to work those hours, but then one of two things will happen. Either they'll get, well, uh, uh, one of several things, actually, if you think about it, either a, they'll get fired. B, they'll get looked over for a promotion because they didn't do a lot of overtime. C, that they leave that work for their coworkers and then get chastised and, you know, alienated from all their friends because they wanted to leave and go home to their family. So it's like a lot of things happen. So it's like even though it's not explicitly you know, a gun is to your head. You have to stay and you have to work. There are so many figurative guns to your head when it comes to that kind of thing. And we need to stop it. Like this game has been in development for all of five years. And you had Randy Pitchford on stage begging for people to turn in 
applications essentially. I can't remember where that was, but I just remember him like essentially going on stage is like, "Hey, we're making the next Borderlands and you could be on the team." But wait, there's more, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. Well, the 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 sad part is that that's not the worst thing that's going on right now. What? What's going on? Hit me with Hold it. On. Hit me with your best shot. That was a that was a segue to the topic of the show. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you you could have said like speaking of bad practices and fair gaming. point, fair point. <laughs> like but I figured that was a little bit like... more natural. I figured that was a little bit more natural. <laughs> yes, totally natural. Good job. So speaking of bad practices, it's time for the topic of the show. Show show. So today's topic of the show is gambling in games. Now, the main reason this topic got brought up for me was 2K straight up putting gambling in their games. And I mean, obviously that's like two weeks old, but they did just come out. So it's like the review just came up. But that was like the main thing that got that kind of was the catalyst for this discussion. But then obviously it's also just the the industry in general and how you know like they keep trying to say oh but it's not gambling and it's like uh, i don't know so i mean nate let me where do you stand on this right now so i'm gonna start off with the whole thing with 2k mm-hmm. because i don't think of course it's terrible but i don't think the main problem is the fact that actual gam gambling like symbolism is in the game i think the problem is that it was advertised right uh, like the, you told me to watch. i hadn't seen this video yet because to be honest i don't care about sports games i know they come out i know everybody plays them i don't care about them so i don't really ever pay attention to anything about it but true. you told me to watch this video and like it, the video starts off and immediately like they're showing like oh look what's in these card packs and crates i was like okay that's gross that you're advertising that and then it goes on it goes on it goes on and you know they're showing card packs and then they're showing literal actual gambling machines mm-hmm. pachinko machines actual slot machine not a figurative one a literal slot machine and shows a badly portrayed acting i, I believe all of those were basketball players bad acting of them being excited about pulling the lever mm-hmm. on a slot machine and seeing what they got mm-hmm. and it's so f-ing gross absolutely gross it's like i i can't underestimate how gross it is especially especially when you have videos that came out like a month or two ago of like you know it's not gambling it's surprise mechanics that's a literal fucking slot machine mm-hmm. in that video it's like are you mental and the fact that hey like hey we're advertising this like look at this cool mechanic that we have mm-hmm. there's a reason why this video has twenty seven thousand dislikes on it i mean it's ridiculous so angry about it yeah i mean you took all my anger you took it you took it damn it well it doesn't come out very often so (laughs) right enjoy it yes i mean it is god it's just it's disgusting it's and i think the saddest part the saddest part about this is the fact that the 2k audience doesn't really care you know what I mean? Like, 
Like, I, I don't know the numbers for sure, but the amount of billions of dollars that the My Team makes, like, the people who actually do play 2K and everything, they don't care. They don't care that they're being exploited. They don't care that this is gambling. They don't care. And that's honestly the saddest part about this is that, yes, us as just normal gamers, we see this and we're like, oh, my God, the second coming of gambling is on its way and it looks horrible. You know, this makes regular gamers scared because how much money this rakes in on a yearly basis, because obviously it comes out every year, but the amount of money that this just keeps making is scary. And it is 100% the reason why you had loot boxes in, you know, Battlefront. Loot boxes in freaking Shadow of War, like a single player game. This is the Crash reason. Team Racing. Crash Team Racing. Thank you very much. Activision. You know what I mean? This is things like this. When Activision looks at EA and they're able to see like their net income uh, for just you know their my team or whatever it's called, like it is so enticing to be like, well, hey, let's just throw something in our game. So it's like you see that, and then you see like the state of Black Ops Four, and like Black Ops Four is almost worse because at least Two K is putting everything out on the line and they're like hey here's an advertisement for our gambling whereas black ops 4 was almost worse because they waited and they waited and they made sure all their reviews were out and everyone i mean everyone even people who were critical of call of duty gave this a good review and then they came out with all their shitty practices you know what I mean? And it's the number one reason why I want to play Modern Warfare, but I could also give two f**ks whether or not I even ever play that game. Because, dear God, it's like, here's the thing, here's the thing, and this I, I will say this, and I mean it 100%. If you're excited about Call of Duty, good for you. Have fun with it. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But do not, do not stand there and think to yourself that Infinity War is somehow above it all. It's somehow better than all the rest. It's somehow better than goddamn Crash Team Racing. A 20-year-old game that just got remade and had it thrown in there. Do not for a second think that it is somehow above it all because it's a business and Activision will squeeze Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It will, okay? And it's like this. That is the reason it keeps happening. It was bad enough when we had like Candy Crush and stuff like that. That was like the real quote unquote like renaissance when people were just buying lives. And it's like there's so many like non-gamers, no offense, non-gamers who would play that on a regular basis, spend money on it on a regular basis. They saw that and it started seeping its way into mainstream gaming. And so like, I mean what's what's my summary my summary is you know this is quite literal gambling and the fact that now granted it wasn't 2k who said it but the fact that all of them all of them collectively try to say it's not gambling it's player choice they don't have to do it blahdy 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 blah and for them to have not only in the game but for them to 
fucking advertise it? Like I said, good for them. Good for them, I guess. Maybe that's them trying to get ahead of the controversy. Like, it's like, hey, you know, it's like me walking up to my wife and being like, you know, hey, somebody sucked my dick. You know, right yeah. on Twitter, but, you know, it was really so, good. So there's, <laughs> there's two things here that I, that I want to point out, one of which is a potential bright side. I mean, obviously not because they're probably still going to make money. But when it comes to people in 2K, like NBA, sorry, 2K and like um, – NFL uh-huh. Madden. Sorry. I, I don't play sports games guys. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like 2k and Madden, like people have done statistics before, like it, just for PS4s alone, how many adopted PS4s there are is very equivalent to how many people have these games. Like almost oh, everyone who has a PS4, they have some kind of sports game. So yeah. that's a lot of playstations and a lot of people playing it. The video, the advertisement only on YouTube, only has 220,000 views. So it didn't get that much reach. Mm-hmm. It honestly really didn't get that much reach to people. People are probably still going to experience it in the game and are experiencing it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I looked at, look at that as a bright side where you had the battlefront trailer showing loot boxes that went everywhere. The call of duty trailer, infinite trailer that was so disliked that went everywhere. Everybody saw that mm-hmm. like less than a fraction of the actual player base saw this video, saw this advertisement. So it kind of discourages them to keep making stuff like this. Mm-hmm. The second talking point I have, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to hear their response when this comes up again in, in, in legislation, when it comes up in those conversations and a really smart representative pulls this and be like, how is that not gambling? I want to know their response. I yeah. really, really do. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's the thing is that like people like you and me, the fact that we even have to argue with certain people that, you know, video games are a perfectly legitimate, you know, art style. The fact that we even have to make that argument in today's world sucks. Because I still have people who, when I tell them that I game on a regular basis, they almost kind of give me this look like, oh, like, why are you still doing that? You know, and they, they almost immediately have this... You know, oh, well, you must be, you know, a virgin living in your mom's basement or something like that. And it's like, that's still the stigma because, like, it's hard to, like, look at things and controversies like this and think, oh, okay, well, it's clearly made for kids. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, I don't know. And, I mean, that's the biggest part. That's the biggest part is the, I mean, the children. Think of the children. But seriously, Seriously, this is an E for everyone. I feel like a lot of the outrage is mainly about the fact that um, this is E for everyone. But, and I, I mean, I can't remember who brought this up, but it's like, but if you have blood and gore or sex in a game, it has to be M for mature. Now, why does it have to be M for mature? It's just a simulation. You're just simulating adult activities. Why does it have to be infer or yeah, infer mature, you know? And so like, if you put that, if you equate that same logic to gambling, it's not real gambling, but you're simulating it. And therefore, how is that not mature? Right. I'm looking to see if they act. I'm looking to see if I can find a picture of the back of the box of the back of a retail copy. Cause I want to see if it has the uh, <clears throat> tag of having, 
um, loot boxes or, right. or microtransactions. But I mean, the I point, can't find anything. Yeah, the point is, is that it should be, if they're going to have that type of gambling in it, it's not for everyone. Because you need to be mature enough to understand that these are digital items and they don't affect your real life. You know, and if you're young enough and you're just like, oh, I have to have this character. I have to have this. I have to have that. I have to beat this guy online because he had a better character than me. You know what I mean? Like, you oh. have to be uh, you have to be mature enough. And there's even people out there who are mature and still get sucked in by this. So go ahead. As I was looking for the box, <laughs> I came across an article that said, Peggy Rating Board explains yep. why it didn't flag NBA 2K20 as gambling. Yep, 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 yep. Obviously, Peggy being the, yep. the European mm -hmm. uh, rating board. But the TLDR of it says, its gambling content descriptor doesn't apply because of the mini games involved in NBA 2K's My Team Mode, whose promotional trailer on Monday was chock a block full of wheel spins and slot machines. Don't actually encourage and or teach the use of games mm -hmm. of chance that are played carried out as a traditional means of gambling yeah. I'm a, I need to stop yeah see now the funny thing is young Yi did a video on this and he pointed out how there's a Pokemon game out there that's rated T for teen because it has a gambling slot machine in it but it's one of those it's a it's a it's a case-by-case -case basis that they're treating it right and I mean the the up thing is is that that's a kid's game that's quite literally a kid's game and it just happens to have a slot machine now here's the stupid part they claim that it doesn't teach them how to do it now in the pokemon one there's not a lever that you have to pull but in the 2k there is a quite literal lever that you see being pulled and then of course people getting excited and then palinko i mean that's essentially teaching people how to do it because right. what do you do in a Polinko machine? You drop a ball and then it randomly drops into something. Like Yeah, it's one of those that they'll see those in, like kids will see that in 2K and then either when they're an adult or, you know, because like if you live in an area that has casinos like Shreveport as, as a town that uh, has gambling mm -hmm. and kids, kids go with parents in there all the time because they're hotels, they're hotels and like events there. So they'll walk in and see that and be like, oh, I saw that in 2K. I want to try that. Right. And That's see, exactly what it does. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like. I don't know if I told you this story before, but it's like, I want to say two to three weeks ago now, I was on the phone with uh, an older an older lady, and she was essentially trying to get help for $400 that her grandsons spent on Fortnite. So they don't play on the phone. They play on their Xboxes. But they knew by getting on their grandma's phone and making purchases that they could, you know, do the cross buy essentially and then go play on their Xbox. These kids are smart. Right. It's also just super effed up because it's like I couldn't do anything. And I felt so horrible because it's like I know that the only reason that the kids spend so much on Fortnite is because of that pressure. Like if you're a default skin, you can actually get made fun of at school. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like saying that the that it's like pay, player choice. It's like yeah, it's player choice. Just like buying a nice pair of shoes is you know consumer choice. But it's like when the incentive to play a game is having the newest and hippest thing, it's just eh. So I'm curious, what was the context of situations? Is this someone you know? What are you talking about? The on the phone with an older lady. 
No, I remember where I work. I won't say it out loud, but gotcha. That's mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Here, we'll just we'll just cut that out then. No, that's fine. Oh, I mean, okay. I won't. I won't. I, yeah, I, can, I can't say where I work, but yes, I mean where I work, and it's yeah. So it's just gotcha. That makes just, sense. Just effed up. It's just effed up that that can happen, and there's nothing that we can do about it because it, I literally just went through a training the other day that said that when somebody else takes your phone and makes a purchase on it, that's not quote unquote an unauthorized purchase. How effed up is that? Somebody else could take my phone make a purchase with something, give it back to me, and I somehow authorize that. It's Because not it's under your account, and you can't... It's a he said, she said at that point. I know, of, but that's still effed up. That, that, that. Well, it's the same thing with the Randy Pitchford thing. Right. <laughs> like, hey, it's shady, but we can't actually Bring say it's it back. <laughs> Let's talk about something better, because I'm getting frustrated. Frustrated, just all kinds of... I'm mad. I'm mad, Nick, I'm mad. Well, and I mean, it's it's things like this. It's all like, well, games just cost so much to make, and so we need to make the money somehow. And it's like, bitch, please. We got Spider-Man. We got God of War. Games that do not have these manipulative properties, and they make enough money so that they can go on to their next project and go on to their next project and go on to the next project because that's how a business works. But when you run a business that needs to make all the money all the time, then it's, oh my God, it's just, yeah. You're right, let's get on to something else. Let's go on to our weekly grind. Is technically, technically, the bi-weekly grind since we're going to do this every <laughs> week, but get off my ass. <laughs> so, so what have you been doing lately? Oh, man, a lot. A lot, a lot. So, one of the things that I, I want to talk about, just because it, it's kind of quick. So, I've been... Like you through... and your sex life. hey hey So, um... <laughs> ignoring that. Um... I've been kind of in a gaming rut recently mm. where I'm not in the mood to play one specific thing. So I'm just kind of bouncing around like on my plate right now. I I'm on the last level of doom. I have to play that to beat the game. Haven't done that yet. Yeah, that's, I'm that's been on your play for a while now. I'm one trophy away from the platinum in Spyro three. And then I'll have platinum all three of the Spyro games. Oh! But I don't want to get the platinum because I want to hundred percent the game first. And there's a couple things that's keeping me from like hard on, challenges. You can keep- platinum it without one hundred percent the game. Yep. What? Inspiro three. Inspiro three. Yep. Yep. That's dumb. Yeah. Like, that's, I would think that's the whole freaking point of a a platinum is you one hundred percent a game. No, no. In Inspiro three's case, that's not the case. So it's one of those I'm reserving that until I beat. It, but there's some challenges that are just so hard. So I've kind of been like, oh. well, the other day. So I, <laughs> the other day I've had Dishonored 2 forever like I've had it on my forever. shelf for a really long time and I've been I love Dishonored 1 like when that game came out I played it when it came out beat it loved it really had a great time with it and yeah. so it's like well man let me try that let me do that so I go to download it this, this is kind of what starts it all I go to download it and it's still got to download an update but it's like, hey, it's installed. You can play it. So I get on there, and then it stays on the like opening screen, like where it's the two characters, yeah. for 
like a couple minutes and then I get a blue screen. I'm like, okay. So I tried that twice, did the same thing. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna wait for the update to finish. Update finishes, get in the game, play the tutorial just to get freshen up. Played the first level of the game and then it hits me with, oh, uh, we still 85, we're 85% of the way there installing the game. There's a little bit more to go. I'm like, okay. So, huh. I'm like, sorry, there's someone outside. Um, so, I, I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it on. I'll put it down. I'll go watch something. I'll watch something. Mm-hmm. And so, I go back the next morning to go play it. And it says the same thing. 85%. I'm like, all right. So, I uninstalled it, deleted the update, reinstalled it, tried it again. I was like, maybe it's just corrupted. Waited another day. Exact same thing. I'm oh, like... God. <sighs> okay, I guess I'm not playing this game on my PlayStation. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to do, and it's been bugging me because I really enjoyed the first part of what I played. Right. But I couldn't play it. So, mm-hmm. thanks to... <laughs> thanks to your videos, actually, um, which I want to I want to shout you out. Mm. Um, I want to give you a little bit of praise. Stroke your... Plug, 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 plug. Ego. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, you know, it's free... So why the hell not is a video series we started, what, a year ago? Yeah, technically, yeah. We started the process of it a year ago, and it was whenever we were searching for an editor. <laughs> so we were trying to get that kind of figured out. And we put out, what, two episodes? I think so, yeah. And it was one of those that, you know, it was kind of, YouTube was still stagnant for us. Well, we're on this kind of upstream of growth, and so, mm-hmm. we, you know, we decided to shut up. We decided to, start it again, <laughs> decided to start it again. And you did this. Who edited that, by the way? Me. Okay. That, the content of it was pheno- was really, really good. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And the editing of it, I loved, like, that part when you, like, whenever you would babble on your words and you would, like, put something, like, the Jackie Chan one killed me. <laughs> um, but, obviously, the PlayStation Plus games for this month the free ones are arkham knight and darksiders 3 and so mm-hmm. that's what you did it on mm-hmm. and i was like man Darkham arkham knight i love like i love that game and then i remembered oh yeah i was gonna play through the arkham games again because i just beat one not too long ago so oh, yeah yeah nice. started city again and like now i've just got the bug of like okay i gotta beat this game now i just gotta do it mm-hmm. <laughs> i just gotta do it so hopefully i'll get tonight but yeah watching watching that i was like man i'm really feeling batman right now mm-hmm. so it's kind of hit me with that um and i'm kind of interested you don't have to retread over what you said in the video because I want people to go watch it. But I was really surprised by your take on Darksiders three and not necessarily your opinion, but the fact of like, did you play two? Yeah. I enjoyed two a lot. Mm -hmm. I love how it kind of felt like a Zelda game kind of Mm -hmm. like it had that, had that aesthetic in terms of like style and it just felt really good to play. Like death was an awesome it was death, right? Yeah, death. Yeah, death was an awesome character to play as, and I thought way better than War because um, mm-hmm. he was just very interesting. And so I was excited to try three because I was like, "Oh, I really like two. And watching your video really was like, "Oh, I see the issue." Oh, oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was not expecting it to be that bad. Yeah, I made sure I wanted to show it. Like, so there's one part in particular that I actually showed when you dodge. Like, I slowed it yeah, down. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And you can literally see the blade going under me. 
it didn't hit me according to the animation, but because of the way that the um, hitbox hit works or whatever, I literally dodged it, but it was... And see, in most circumstances, when you dodge, there's something called like an invulnerable frames. So in a certain amount of frames, you're invulnerable because you're dodging. Well, this one clearly either doesn't have it or it's so small that the timing has to be so ungodly perfect that it's really frustrating. And apparently that's a lot of people's problem with it. It wasn't just me. But yeah, I really wanted to show it. So it's like I slowed it down. It's like I'm jumping. It goes under me. And then as I land, that's when I get hit. So the blade is already, I mean, as far as I can see in the footage, the blade is already done swinging, but I still get hit from it. It's like, and that happening so often and is like my main problem with that game is just like, you can't have like Dark Souls-esque gameplay and not f***ing nail it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things, the video is also informative because A, I didn't know that that was the same team that made Remnant, and I also didn't know that they were developing at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they had to have because, yeah, it's been it's not even been a year and it's already out on the, you know, free to play or whatever. And- I think, yeah, I think Darksiders 2, I want to say, came out in like 2012 or 2011 because it was still PS3 era and then they ported it to PS4. So it's been it's been a while since we've had a Darksiders game, almost 10 years. But yeah, I mean, it's it's I was I was fascinated by yeah. that 100 percent. Yeah. Um, what well, are you going to it's funny the, the Batman was a lot. I was able to make a lot more jokes and be a lot more lighthearted about it because it was just such a good game. And so like, I still wanted it to be excited or I still wanted it to be interesting. So that's why I put in the jokes and everything. Whereas like the second half essentially is me just going on a rant. Yeah. And then yeah. it's still funny. Cause then I like, I made sure to include those two times where like, I just walk into a place and it just started loading. Yeah. That was, was in the air vent. I was in the air vent, which I was pointing out in the in the in the footage. So please go and watch it. But I'm gonna spoil it for you here. I'm walking through an air vent, and during that time, that's when I'm talking about how they use air vents, they use tight corridors as a way to load stuff in the background. So here I am in an air vent, and suddenly it stops to load. I'm like, what the hell? It's like with uh, like you 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 were giving analogies like that in the video. Like Tomb Raider is a good one. Like whenever you are that does that animation of you going through like a crack in the wall, it's yep. loading up the next spot. Exactly. You know, that's but it's, how it's they, so much. That's how so they much faster. Use like they use cutscenes. They use certain things so that while you're doing that, it's technically loading. It's a yeah. quote unquote load screen, but that's why there are cutscenes that you can't skip because they're loading stuff in the background. So let me ask you your opinion, going back to Batman. What is your, what is your ranking of the three or actually no, the four games, the four games and which one is your actual favorite? Um, yeah, that's a hard one because like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to pull a Nate here and my number one has to be between Arkham uh, Asylum and city because like Arkham Asylum was like the beginning. And so it's like, 
everything was fresh, everything was new, and everything felt like interesting. And then City built upon that. So technically, by like just a numbers standpoint, City is better just because of the numbers. But just Asylum will always hold a place in my heart because of just how fresh and new it felt. And then um, Night and then Origins because I actually have never played it. <laughs> so Origins is very similar to Night. Like you can definitely tell that it, that stuff that they played around with in, or, in Origins, they, they carried over. It was a test for Night. Um, there's a lot of really – because you play – you're in the Batmobile a couple times, not like you are in, in, in Night, but you have that ability. Oh, and the cool. story is also really good. So it's one of those things. I don't want to put Origins at the bottom because I really did enjoy it, but it's hard with everything else. Because I feel like before Night, my personal favorite was um, – was city like mm-hmm. out of out of all of them so honestly i would probably mm, this is gonna uh, not a lot of people are gonna agree with this but hey it's my opinion i'm gonna personally go night city origins asylum what because How can asylum be at the bottom so it's one of those that it's it's not like it's at the bottom because it's bad it's just okay no i'll tell you what i can't interchange that i would put it's it's I would interchange Asylum or Origins because it's been a long time since I played Origins. Yeah. So I would probably put Asylum. I probably I probably would put Origins last. But the reason why I have Knights so high is I love the story. Yeah. Like right. just this obviously spoilers. Just the fact that you like Joker is messing with you for the entire game. Like that's that's a story like story heavy thing where you're going crazy. Like you think you're going insane. You don't know what's real. Mm-hmm. Like that's so complex that it's so interesting. And I wasn't expecting Arkham Knight twist aside. That still sucks. That still is like, okay, whatever for me. And so here's the thing. It actually worked for me. It actually worked for me. I remember that because I knew who red hood was. Yeah. Right. Spoilers again, obviously I knew who red hood was. I'd, I'd seen the stuff before. I'd, I'd love the character. When I'm playing Arkham Knight and you get the first flash, like the the crazy scene, flashback scene where uh, Jason's being killed, I'm like, why are they showing stuff for Jason? That's kind of <laughs> random. And then it happened again. I'm like, is this a poor? And then when it ha- it was literally, this is my exact reaction. When it does the reveal of Arkham Knight, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So like, but I agree with everyone's criticism, but the, the, the way they did that. And also just, it's the best gameplay out of all of them. Yeah. Like it's so clean, so smooth, so precious, so clean, clean. so fresh, so clean. But it's one of those things after playing so much of night, cause I base, I completed it 100% except for the Riddler challenges. Like I've got most, but not all of them. And I'm actually two troops away from platinum yet. So I played a lot of night it's hard to go back to games like city because like I'm wanting to do things that I can do in night in city. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to take longer to get to because I don't have, I don't have this. So God, what a good game. What a phenomenal game. Yeah. 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 I like, I like to, I like night for a lot of different reasons. Like I, I feel like, I mean, speaking about the Arkham Knight twist, it's just like, I knew that going into it, and I feel like them having the DLC with the Red Hood was a little bit too on the nose if they were trying to make Arkham Knight's twist, quote-unquote, a surprise. Because it's like the pre-order incentive was a Red Hood um, storyline. It's like, 
like to some maybe uninitiated that might have seemed like oh cool we're just getting this side story but for people who knew literally anything about batman they're like oh so thank you for confirming that for me <laughs> yeah also the skin variety and and night was really really good like people hate what the do you mean? people hate the spandex thing on the whole time shut up <laughs> The, I, I know a lot of people don't like the Beyond skin. I think it's cool. I think Beyond. the one from City is much better. But like what the, like all the different variety, like you had the Batman versus Superman skin. You mm-hmm. had like the different. They really, I think they did DS, DLC really well in that game. Yeah. Apart from it having season pass. But you know see, what I'm saying. See, now like that's, that's DLC that I can get behind. When like it's just like, hey, here's three suits at a time. And you can buy them, and it's it's literally player choice at that point. Because if you want to look like that Batman, you can look like that Batman. Has nothing to do with, you know, nobody else. See, here's the thing. Here's the difference between that and like Shadow of War, is that nobody else is seeing that skin but me. That skin is 100% for me. Same thing with Spider-Man, for that matter. But going back to that, but then you go to Shadow of War, the thing about their thing is that, yeah, you have this army of orcs and you go to other things, but there was an online component where the way you had your defenses set up was basically how people would come and invade your tower. You couldn't fight in it physically, but the way you had things set up affected it. So, like, if you successfully defended from an onslaught, you got experience for that. So that was incentive to have the the most orange group of, you know, high-tier people, essentially. So... Yeah. So I don't know. So, that, so then you have this DLC where it's just skins. It's just, like, bonus stuff. That's... It's literal bonus things. Because, yeah. like, the Red Hood stuff... Um, doesn't really fit into the story. It's literally just a side story. So it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, they would have put this in the game, but then they wanted to make money, so they just took it out of the game. No, that's not how it worked. This is literally just a side story that you could play through. And there might be hints of what's to come or whatever, but in general, it's like this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> now, you could make an argument for Season of Infamy because that was like that probably could have been in the game. That was the one where you had the additional like um, story missions. You had the additional like villains to capture like Croc oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So you could make an argument for that. them taking it out of the game to monetize it. But again, it was, that didn't come out until after a while. Exactly. Like, and it's one of those, the game was so full. All, yeah. The game was so full already, like mm-hmm. all the stuff you can do. And that I actually loved that DLC because it's like, Okay, cool. I'm looking for more story missions to do, more villains to capture. Right. That add on to the game. Do you see Rocksteady suddenly out of business? Do you see them suddenly Mm -hmm. not making games because they they haven't made games in years? Shut up. You knew what I meant. (laughs) You knew what I meant. But my point is that they're still going strong. They're still working on their next thing. It didn't affect them. Them not having freaking loot boxes in their game didn't suddenly make it so that Rocksteady had to go and start sucking dick on Warner Brothers so that they could that, that's not how it works you know so the excuse of games just cost more nowadays like no you don't have to do that speaking of not having to do that Plants vs. Zombies they came out with another one um, me and my wife absolutely love this game this is a game that my wife actually like maxed out 
Like, she maxed out a couple of the different characters, and she's never done that before. I think me and her prestiged Black Ops 1. We did at least once. We did one prestige, basically. So we got to the max on that one, but this is one where she prestiged multiple to multiple times, enough so that she couldn't level up anymore. So, like, when another one came out, it was just a (laughs) no-brainer. Get it? Um, to go boo. ahead and boo this man, <laughs> boo this man. It was a no brainer to just go ahead and pick it up or whatever, but, oh my God. So it's hard because, so plants versus zombies has always been pay to win essentially, because you could buy card packs in those card packs were parts to a new class essentially. So now when you have an engineer, instead of it being a normal engineer, he's an engineer and he's on fire, you know, so a lot of his attacks are fire based or ice based or so on and so forth. Right. Basically, when you got a new character, it was almost like getting a new weapon from a different game. And you could buy those with coins and you could buy coins. Now, I feel like in general, the the amount of coins you got on an average was very, um, generous because i feel like if you wanted to unlock a new character you could probably go through mm, you could probably go through three to four matches depending on how good or bad you did or how long those matches lasted um you could go through three or four matches and get a new character so i feel like it was very generous in a way that like not a lot of games that are pay to win are So I feel like it was, to a certain extent, like, oh, okay, that's fine, whatever. This new game is so pay-to-win, it's frustrating. Because this is a series that I've loved from the beginning, that I've bought each and every one, and it's always been, quote-unquote, pay-to-win, and I can totally admit that through and through. But this one seems worse, and there's a specific reason why. First off... This is technically the Founders Edition. It doesn't technically come out until October. So you actually get it free if you buy it now. Or not free. You get it cheaper if you buy it now than when it comes out. Because when it comes out, I want to say it's going to be like $40. If you buy it now, it's only $29.99. So you get it cheaper now if you like are one of the Founders. But for now, so far, I can't see any variants of the characters. So we don't have you know a fire pea shooter we don't have um an electric uh citrus one which is like the orange Mm -hmm. one and you go into a little ball or whatever so i don't see things like that now i don't know if that's just because they're gonna put them in later but then at the same time if they put them in later like i'm almost more scared because some of the things that they have in right now is scary there is a quite little machine you go up to to get xp You can buy XP. And I don't know how the monetization works because they haven't turned it on yet. But if I go by just what I've known in the past, you can buy coins. And then those coins, you purchase other things. So that means with coins, with things that I can purchase, I could essentially level myself up in prestige. Now, if this was all cosmetic, that wouldn't matter. Who gives a crap, right? The thing is, is that by prestiging yourself, by promoting yourself, 
you get access to new perks. So the way the perks work are almost like a pick 10 where you have like really basic perks and those are only worth one point. And then some more that are worth two, three, four, so on. But you only have seven points that you can spend to have the perks. So obviously you have some that like health regen faster, you know, and different things. And so then later on you get certain perks that have to do with your abilities. And so, yeah, that's the part that it's just like, this could technically be, well, not even technically. I mean, it's always been pay to win, but now it's even more egregious because you're buying your level up. Whereas at least before, yes, you could buy new characters. I could buy an electric pea shooter, but I still have to level that pea shooter up by playing as that pea shooter, right? So You said pea shooter a lot. I know, right? But yeah, so now I can just buy my way to promoting myself. So it's like, how do I know that I was beat by somebody legitimately? I don't. Because they could level themselves up to a certain degree and they have a perk that maybe is better than the perks that I have and therefore they are able to stay alive a little bit longer or do a little bit more damage to me or something. They're able to, you know, they took they took cover. And so for the two seconds that they took cover, they were able to recharge half of their health because of a perk. And so then when I went to go shoot them, they were able to kill me first because they had a little bit more health, you know? So is this, is this a new garden warfare or new plants versus zombie core? Uh, plants versus zombie. It's garden warfare, but now it's called like battle for neighborville or something oh, okay. like that. Cause I know that there, uh, there are obviously two different kinds of gameplay. So I just didn't know which one it was. Cause I, I saw, saw it came out, but I didn't look to the details if it was the warfare mm-hmm. one or just like the normal plants versus zombies. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely some things that I've appreciate they got rid of because like, for instance, like you could buy the most basic, um, card pack and it would give you if you were a zombie it would give you zombies that you could spawn and send out and if you're a plant you could plant um, defenses and that was for the the tower defense mode and actually in the second one there were still like turrets and stuff that you could get from the very small pack you know and that was fine that was great whatever but it's like now they've gotten rid of that and now instead they have a timer where like I can spawn as many as I want but as soon as I spawn that zombie um, it puts a timer on that zombie so the the higher tier zombies have a longer cooldown period so I'm like okay I like that you know now I don't have to spend a bunch of coins on because like for instance before if I wanted to spawn um, a zombie inside a porter potty that's basically like it has a lot of armor essentially right so if I wanted to spawn that, I had to have enough cards. You know, it was like a card system. So I like that they got rid of that. But then what they replaced it with wasn't it isn't exactly like making me feel any better about the situation. Right. And you know what's funny is I own Garden Warfare at least one, I think two, on PC and PlayStation in some capacity. So it's one of those I've always wanted to play because mm-hmm. it looks like it'd be my alley, but I never really got into it too terribly much. So yeah. you telling me this though makes me be like, okay, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good game. Let's 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 be clear about that. It's just its practices. You know what I mean? Like I don't like how it's essentially pay to win like it doesn't need to be you know there's no reason for it to be pay to win other than it's for kids and so they can exploit kids and i mean like this one in particular like it's battlefield essentially with like the different classes and everything it's battlefield it's overwatch because like for instance their sniper the longer you hold down on aim the more damage you do 
that's that's Overwatch right there. You know what I mean? So like this is made for kids because it's this cartsy, artsy, you know, fartsy kind of or not artsy fartsy, but it's just this, you know, cartoony, you know, thing. And like even like I love how like sir, every character has their own like sprinting animation. First off, you couldn't sprint in any other one, so thank God for that. But like, but it's just fun, and it's just like, um, it's just. It's cutesy, you know what I mean? So it's definitely made for kids. And so to have these type of things implemented in a kid's game, it's just like, no! It's like, I wanted to like you. I was going to play so much of you. And now it's like, uh, yeah, I'll play, you know? But I just don't know if I'll get into it as much as I would have without it. Right. Same thing about Black Ops. You know, both of us can admit that. How much? How much I'd be playing? I'd be playing Black Ops at least on a daily basis. I feel like, but it's like I like. Oh my god, their new zombie map where you go back to Nuketown. You go back to Nuketown, but there's also the bunker. So it's like Nuketown Island essentially. Like I love that freaking map, and I love how it works, and I love how the pack a punch works, and the way you have to get it going. Oh god, I love it. You know, but it's like, I just don't play it that often because it's like, yeah, it feels a little dirty. So, like, same thing with this one. It's just like, it just feels really dirty. So, let's get to something, you know, super happy. Have you started Carnival Row yet? Have not, no. Oh, my God. Watch it. Watch it. And you guys listening, watch Carnival Row. If you don't have a Prime membership, get one for free. Like, get, like, the first week for free and binge the hell out of this and the boys. Oh, I've been wanting to because it looks good. It yeah. looks cool. Orlando Bloom. Um, oh God, something. Carla de la Car, Car Carla de Levine or something yep, like that. Yep, yep. Her. Oh my God, such a good show. Really good production value. I mean, not only in just like the acting itself and the set production, but then like the you know the. Um, the CG and everything. You know what I mean? Like a really good example would be like when uh, the Umbrella Academy came out and oh just like God. how the monkey looked like the same type of monkey you would have saw in Planet for the War Planet, of the, Planet Apes. of the Apes or whatever the f- it's called. Like it was the same type of love and care put into that one character that it was in that entire movie. And that was like, that was one reason that Umbrella Academy really hooked me is because it's like, it was so clear they put so much into it. And same thing for this. It's like, it's so clear they put so much into it. Like, okay, one thing I really like. Normally, when you have, like, a werewolf. Spoiler alert, there's werewolves in this show. But usually when you have a werewolf, it's covered in fur and yada, 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 right? One thing, like, uh, the smallest, smallest detail. But one thing I super love about these werewolves is that only parts of them is covered in fur. And then you can see the skin under it. So, like, some of the characters are white and they turn into a and turn into a werewolf. And then there's a black character that gets turned into a werewolf. And, like, instead of him just having, like, black fur all over him, he has, like, fur in certain parts. And then you can see, like, this, the tone of his skin, essentially... But it's just his skin, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it doesn't look like it's it's. It looks like a part of him, right? Right. And so I feel like that tiny little detail or whatever. And then like there's a couple of other stuff like centaurs, for instance. 
centaurs have always been half man, half horse, right? So their human half has been human skin, right? Right. The human has been human skin, and then the yeah. the so horse now, part is horse. In, in this one, the human part of them is still covered in fur. And it's like little details like that. It's like, huh, that makes sense. Because why from like the waist up would you just suddenly have human skin, right? And so mm-hmm. this just makes so much more sense because it's like their entire body is covered in fur and they just happen to be, you know, which of course they have fawns and the fawns have upper torso is suddenly human skin. But I guess let's not go into that. <laughs> well, even <laughs> then they have like fur and extra fur and in, in extra places. So, you know, it's not like... I mean, that's always just something that always kind of threw me off for, uh, like, centaurs. Like, just the waist down, they're a horse. Waist up, they're just completely human, nothing that sticks out. You know, whereas this one, yeah, just having the fur all over the place. And you can tell, like, it's the type of fur. It's just, like, really thin fur. It's not like the, I don't know, it's not like it's not like the mane on the back of their head. You know, it's not that kind of fur. So. <laughs> So this Carnival Row seems like a in a similar class, not in terms of quality, but in a similar class to Bright. Kind of this take on yeah. from what I've seen ancillarily of it of a it's like it's a real world type setting with fairy with uh, fantasy elements. Yes. So do you think from what you've seen so far that this over this like way, way far and exceeds what Bright tried to do? Um. Yeah, I'd say so. In a you know, 1800s London type of way. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. I've been wanting to check it out, but I, uh, I, I should, so (laughs) I should. Um, however I restarted breaking bad. So, and El Camino comes out, I think October. Do you you really need a refresher though? I mean, Kind of. So, like, it's one of those things. This is going to be my fourth rewatch of Breaking Bad. Oh, dear God. See, by all means, <laughs> go to Carnival Row, man. You need to. Uh, it's, one of those, it's one of those things, like, I don't really remember. I haven't seen season five since it came out, which was in, like, 2012 or 2013. It's been a long time. But it's one of those things. I watched a clip on Facebook a couple weeks ago. It was. Have you seen those videos pop up where it's like screenplay to screen or something like that, where it shows the video of the scene and then the screenplay scrolling at the bottom, like what it was actually written oh, out as? I've there seen was one things like that. Yeah, there was one for Breaking Bad, and it was uh, a scene. I don't remember what season where Jesse was really hurt in the hospital, and like he was telling like uh, Walter just basically like, "Hey, dude, like this is over." And he, it was like a really powerful rant. And I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. So like I restarted it and it's just one of those. It's just like a feel good show right now. It's not supposed to be, but it's something I love so much that I'm just like, man, this is really hitting the spot right now, but it's bad. Cause at the same time I want to watch Carnival row season six of agents of shield just came out on Netflix. No one cares. And agents of shields. Phenom- it's easily the best Marvel show. Have you seen the boys at least? That's another one. I haven't watched The Boys yet either. Do not watch anything further until you watch The Boys and... See, you can't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can't. Seriously. Don't watch it. I'm not saying... I haven't seen it, so I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just saying that the way they do The Boys and the way... Like, the world that The Boys is in is almost like a, a, a world of today. But, like, Marvel's 
Marvel Cinematic Universe, the, the way they do Marvel or the way they do superheroes in today's world is, you know, interesting, but they really don't dive into it. This one really dives into it because, like, they have movie deals, they have Twitter accounts, they yeah. <laughs> they have controversies but- and stuff, and it's like... You know, and they're all worried about their views and their and like just like yeah. oh, I love it. Now, in the, I, I get what you're saying, and I 100 agree. I just want to give a slight like thing to Agents of Shield. With, at least with yeah. last season, they've almost pretty much cut off them tying into the main Marvel movies because season five had no mention of the snap. Like when Infinity War came out, like I think they mentioned Thanos once, but like there was nothing. Like the snap didn't affect anyone in the show. Like there's no. Like well, where it used to be in the past. Then. <laughs> well, it's one of those they're really trying to focus. And well, season five, although like it, like weird when it started, like in terms of oh, this is a completely different setting. They're building their own thing and like coning down on that instead of just being a time. Well, maybe it's the season movies. six that the snap happens. Then no, because in fin- like every time there's a Marvel release, they'll have an episode that relates to what's going on in the movie. So like in Doctor Strange. When Doctor Strange was coming out, they had an episode in a storyline, the one that had Ghost Rider in it, that was involving a book of like the mag- magic that was in Doctor Strange. Mm, okay. And so they always have something related to when a movie comes out. So when Infinity War came out and the episode that week aired, there wasn't, as far as I can remember, anything that related to the snap or Infinity War at all, except for maybe a name drop of Thanos. So I don't know. They might. But yeah, I get what you're saying. That was something that was interesting about the show is that it did tie into it, but it wasn't married to it. Yeah. Like how, how much would it have affected the uh, show if somebody from there, even if it maybe was just a secondary character or something, but how much would it affect the show if they would have been like, oh yeah, Gene, he's not here anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know. They they definitely are still playing in the universe because the Kree were a big deal in this season like they have been since the show started but i think it's i think it's cool how they're really just kind of like focusing on the storylines of these characters and finishing out their story because it's it it, when it started it was very like gimmicky and kind of cool yeah but after i think season two when they did the whole inhumans thing and then later on in three like when they kept going on i'm like oh this is really good like really really good yeah okay just watch the first f***ing 10 minutes and you will be hooked. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, the first time, I, I won't give it away, even though you, you might have tangentially heard about it. I won't give away, but what happens in the first 10 minutes should get you, like, hooked. Because you're just like, you've never seen anything like that. You know what I mean? But, I mean, hmm. it's just such a it's such a good look at, like, superheroes in a interest. It's It's in such a different it's like the dark side of being a superhero you know and it's that whole like you live long enough to be or you you you, you live you either die a hero or yeah. live long enough to see yourself become the villain exactly so it's like it's that kind of sentiment but put in today's like twitter heavy and like like heavy world or whatever like oh my god it's so good it's just so good. Like you can't go any further through your life without watching that in Carnival Row. And it's like I watched those because I stole your account. Like, well, not <laughs> you gave it to me, but still, it's like I used your account to watch them, and you didn't even watch them. Like, come on, brah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so I mean, uh, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. The only other thing I would 
say, and we can plug this you know, towards the end. I mean, we're basically at the end now. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't seen, you know, if you're just now like checking us out for the first time, which if you're listening to this, you've probably been around for a while. Our other podcast, Apex Legends Hubcast, Nick, and that was a, that was one last thing I'll bring up, dude. You when you tweeted about having two voice actors on the show, it gave me so much FOMO because I wasn't able to be on either one of them. <laughs> And I was just like, damn it. But we had another character on the show. We had Justine Huxley who voiced uh, Watson in Apex Legends. Nick had an interview with her on the show. It was a great interview. Such a bubbly and like happy personality. It was so like yeah. refreshing and nice to listen to. So if you haven't checked that out, go watch our It's Free So Why the Hell Not on YouTube and then check out that episode of Hubcast because it's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know, but thank you. Alrighty, so I mean that's that that that's that that's the nerd radio. Don't forget to check out our merch at Redbubble. That's ThreadX3 slash Redbubble. We'll have it in the description. I don't remember the exact link, but make sure to check our merch. You can get our ThreadX3 Productions merch with our awesome logo. You can get it on a shirt, t-shirt, hoodie, everything. Or you can check out our Hubcast stuff. We got our Lady Legends and our Hubcast logo where you can also get it on a shirt, hoodie, so on and so forth. So check out all our merch at ThreadX3 Productions or threadx3 uh, slash redbubble.com all right thank you so much for joining us on this episode of nerd radio you know this is going to be our kind of our new format we might change it up here and there but you know thank you so thank you for tuning in i was your host nick and i was your host nate and join us next time on nerd radio where you can always talk nerdy to me